and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the End in Mind podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super stoked about today's recording. I have an awesome guest on. I was previously on Emily's podcast, which we'll share with you guys below as well. I gave a lot of detail about how I've worked with her in the past. We're going to dive into today. Emily does work with business owners. So I thought it would be really fitting to have her on, and I just am so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so grateful and excited to dive into all of those blocks that we're being called to release so we can be these empowered goddess business women. I love it. Oh my gosh, you know I love it so much. It's so true. Like when we were working together, a lot of those blocks came up. And what Emily does, just so our listeners can kind of understand, can you explain what theta healing is and, you know, just an overview of what that might look like? Yeah. So I am a theta healing practitioner and alchemy coach. And the way theta healing works is we consciously alter your brainwave states. So you are in a more coherent state to be able to access the most malleable part of the mind, that subconscious mind, which holds all that old, outdated programming to allow you to then, with grace and ease, release it and reprogram it with belief that you actually want to be living out of. Love it. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Like we got in, as you guys know, as most of the listeners know, my story just growing up with like a learning disability and you know, a lot of the people in my direct community maybe didn't always understand that. And the comments that were made, because I'm a highly sensitive person, we just put out a, a podcast episode a few weeks ago about highly sensitive people. And I am definitely one of them. <laughs> and it's like 20% of the world or something. It's such a small amount. But I feel like with what you do, you get back to why and how those sensitivities may have developed over time and what they look like after they manifest in someone, you know, because it definitely changed for me over time. Yeah. So with this work, you can find out, like you said, that first experience where you may not have received one of your three essentials that now you have built these layers upon layers of how you feel you can remain in quote unquote safe in the world, but you're living out of that seven-year-old, five-year-old, two-year-old self that did experience this form of trauma that now it's no longer serving you, right? So it's in finding that experience and downloading what it feels like to be taken care of to be loved, to feel good enough, 
That way in this present life, you're not always continuously trying to search for validation that you're either not good enough or continue to search for ways to feel that love. So well said. And can you explain for our listeners what the three essentials are, just in case maybe they don't know, you know? Yeah. So the three essentials and every single person will have one, if not all three, is I am unlovable, I am alone, or I am unworthy, slash it could be I am unworthy, or I am not good enough. Based on what that bottom energy is, you will see how it is affected each and every area of your life unconsciously. Mm. So it's trickled into all these different areas of your life, especially the ones that may not be in that position that you want it to be in. So interesting, right? Like maybe it's a career or maybe it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting how you said it's like really comes down to these three points. Because I think it also, at least in the end in mind, we try to like, make everyone feel normal in these, you know, mm-hmm. scarcity mindset because we all do feel them. And if it comes down to these three beliefs in almost everyone, you know, it's it's kind of unifying that yes. at least we know, you know, other people suffer. Yeah. And it's going to look differently for everybody depending on that first traumatic experience. So for example, for me, I was the oldest child. And when my sister was born, that was a traumatic enough experience for a two-year-old to be in that position where it's like, now I don't actually receive all the love that I need. So if I end up acting out or if I end up being a baby myself, then I will receive love, right? For you, as you mentioned, with, as you said, the learning disability, then now, depending on how that manifested for you as a little child... Now you may shy away from, for example, reading or speaking out in public, or you may feel the need to people please in order for you to receive love. And I'm just taking a guess here, right? I'm not going to expose whatever we dove into, (laughs) but it's just, it can express it differently and manifest differently for everybody. But it is unifying that we all come down to, we just want to feel loved, taken care of, and good enough. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that. And I love that you said the people pleasers because that's what I'm talking about on this podcast all the time with my clients. That is what we struggle with. If they listen to this, they're people pleasing, you know, like that we're the perfectionist, crazy woman that everyone thinks is nuts, you know, like that's us. (laughs) And I feel like with me, it got to a point in my life where I was young still and I really couldn't comprehend reading. Like I just honestly, it just like bored the hell out of me. I just didn't want to read, you know? It came to a tipping point in my schooling where I was put into like smaller classes where they could cater to my needs. And, you know, it's great that they have things like that for kids. But I was the only girl in that class. So I was with all these like rambunctious boys, if they listen to this podcast, that would be hilarious because I do remember all of them. We all went through school together our whole lives, love them all dearly, but I was the only girl, you know, and it kind of sucked. Like anytime we had a group program, I'm like, you know, having to be with one of the guys or whatever and like explain things to them. And I think one thing that really like 
tipped that for me was that I was the only girl. So if I didn't start to put energy towards reading or if I didn't tackle these problems now, then I would stay where I was, you know, for the rest of my life. Maybe I wouldn't go to college. That was a big belief for me when I was younger. And I was like, screw that, you know, I can totally, I'll just learn how to read. Everybody else can do it, you know, like, why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. And it kind of like put me in this path to tackle any of those things that maybe came up for me because as I did it, it ended up working. But I can see for other people where maybe they tried to do that and it didn't work for them. And Mm -hmm. what does that kind of look like when that belief is, reiterated over and over again throughout your life because I think at times that's what made me become aware maybe at such like you know 25 I feel like is pretty young and you're absolutely probably in this age group it's younger Mm -hmm. to be doing this type of work you know if you don't address it it will manifest in pretty much as many ways as it can to get your attention to release it so one of the ways that I've seen in a lot of my clients is a physical manifestation. And if it's reached your physical body, then that is pretty much the last cry from your soul to say, hey, this is outdated. This is in a way destroying us. We need to release this belief, right? And it can be as simple as maybe we have acne, right? For me, it manifested as digestive issues, And we think, oh, okay, like we have a sore knee, we have acne. It's just a physical thing. But it's our body's way of saying we're holding on to the energy and beliefs that you can't process or haven't been able to. We're doing the work for you, but eventually you got to take it back. You got to work through it because the body wants to be in perfect health. It honestly knows how to be in perfect health. You mentioned something that... I think for a lot of your entrepreneurial listeners that how you worked with your self-limiting belief as a child of, okay, I know I can do this. I will do this, right? In that sense, it can also work in your favor then to hold on to that belief. Because if you are successful, then you're proving that you're good enough. So it will always then be that, oh, okay, I actually continue to, I need to continue to prove myself. So let me find more ways that I can prove myself. So you're actually giving out that vibration of prove myself, prove myself, prove myself. So then everything in your life results in you needing to do more, be more, be more successful, grow more. And that feeds into the whole, if I'm not perfect, if I don't people please, then I can't prove that I am good enough, which reinforces that old childhood trauma. Right. So it can actually work in both ways of either we shy away from experiences that will create that feeling of lack or have us need to do more of it if we're getting something out of it. So interesting because that's exactly what happened to me. Like, you know, that is exactly it. Like my dad said one thing maybe to me when I was younger or dismissed Mm -hmm. me when I had a difficult time reading. And then for the rest of my life, I was trying to prove to people I can read. Mm -hmm. I can do all of this, even though I was told that I couldn't, you know, I'm doing it. And Mm -hmm. 
I actually had this conversation with my therapist. These guys know how open I am. My listeners, I tell them everything. And I said, you know, a part of me feels really weird now because I'm like looking at my entire life, like who the fuck was that? You know, (laughs) literally, I hate to curse, but it's true. I'm like, I started my business seriously out of a belief to honestly show people to people please to show Mm -hmm. them that I could do it and it's like the whole reason why I started this podcast was for the end goal in mind and I think until 2020 when I launched this podcast I started to realize like if I don't like the business I can just change it, you know, mm-hmm. like if I don't like what I'm doing. I can just change it. And that was one belief that I picked up that was probably helpful at that time. Mm-hmm. But instead of letting myself people, please, people, please, people, please. When you notice these patterns, you know, over the past few episodes, we've released a lot of episodes around patterns and identifying those patterns. Because for me, it, exactly like you said, it just kept coming up. Like mm-hmm. the anxiety, the worry, if I put something out that's incorrect, it's like ruins my entire day. I'm crippled, you know, like sometimes it would manifest in my body. I would feel sick. I got high blood pressure, bowel issues, TMI, you know, like <laughs> it's just it was so bad. And I was like, oh, my God, I said to my therapist, I'm like, this will kill me. I have to tackle this head on. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something to be said, which I would be interested to ask you, which I know is not on our list today, but is there something to be said about women that can like tap into this side? Not that men don't have this as well, because they absolutely have the intuitive side and we all have that as beings. But is there something a little bit more different when you work with women versus when you work with men? I'm just curious to know myself. So yeah, there is a very much a big difference. And I've actually asked this question to creator, which you know from our session, but creator is pretty much the energy of creation. This is what I do my channeling from. And the message that I received is that this has come down to very much a generational belief in men that they need to be quote unquote strong. They need to be that protector of others and you can't be shown as weak or vulnerable. So again, this comes down to those really deep ingrained beliefs on a cellular level that for a lot of men, they may not even realize that they have. They're like, yeah, I'm open. I'm sensitive. I can talk about this stuff until they actually get to that point, right? So women are seen as more of the again, generational beliefs, we're more of the weaker ones, right? We are more of the sensitive, the emotional, but as well, we are also the channel of life, right? We give birth to new life. So we have that divine connection with the energy of creation. So we are more open to feeling, our feeling center. We are so in tune. Think about the fact that every single month we have to go through feeling this massive pain, So we're so tuned into that, that it allows us to do more of this intuitive healing work. However, as you said, we're also super sensitive, right? So there's that duality on both ends of, we want to be strong, we want to be sensitive, we have these beliefs, and yes, it's empowering to help us heal, but at the same time, we sometimes feel too much. 
Yeah. With men, they can't feel a lot. At the same time, they might want the help and not know how to do it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I resonate with that. I feel like I see that in a lot of people that I love, you know, mm-hmm. even if they are, maybe they're, you know, a woman and they just have more masculine energy, you know, like, and I feel like that's myself, to be honest. A lot of people, when I first got into business, would say, like, I showed up very masculine, you know, this is what you do. This is how you do things, like, which is so opposite of who I truthfully am. You know, Mm -hmm. I would never tell anybody to do anything in my daily life. You know, I would just Mm -hmm. say, if you want to try this, try it. And then once I started acting out of that, like, real identity, I guess your higher self or connecting to that side of me, Mm-hmm. The clients started coming in. The business started flowing. You know, now I feel like the business is growing so fast. I'm like exhausted, you know, which is a blessing, but it's it's a lot, you know. And like entrepreneurship sets you on this fast path to mm-hmm. healing. And is there any recommendations that you can have, you know, to someone that's maybe they were listening to this podcast, they've identified their patterns now, you know, they've gotten to maybe see, oh, this keeps coming up on a daily basis, a weekly basis. I don't really like that about myself, or maybe I want to change that. Mm-hmm. Is there something they can start to do if maybe they're not ready to do the whole Theta experience? Because we will get into that as well and what that will entail. Um, but for those beginners, you know. It's one thing to be able to identify your patterns, the most challenging part can be to break those patterns. And it's in realizing that if you're trying to break it from this conscious beta brainwave state, then you are fighting against the 95% subconscious mind that is telling you you are wrong. So for example, this is why affirmations don't always work because you're saying it from this conscious space of, for example, I'm abundant, right? But if you have an old programming from childhood that says it's unsafe to be abundant, maybe you saw your parents struggling with money, and so you attach that experience to money is evil, money is unsafe, I will be unlovable with money, then no matter how much you say you are abundant, you'll never be able to bring in any abundance, whether it is monetary or in the form of love and safety because it is unsafe for you and your 95% subconscious mind is going to say we're not abundant we're not even close to abundant so if you're wanting to truly change once you've identified these patterns it's then changing your brainwave state so now you have access to that 95% subconscious mind and the way you can do that is through meditation Because meditation moves you from that incoherent beta brainwave state to a coherent alpha and theta brainwave state. And from this space, you're able to access the most malleable part of your mind to rewrite from there. So doing your affirmations from there. I have an affirmation program. So it uses the work of your undercurrent self, that that overthinking mind that says, why did this person say this? Why can't I do this? that part, it's in using that aspect of you to create your new reality and to break those programmings with the subconscious mind. So you're not working in resistance to it anymore because that's why we can't change. That's why a lot of us keep repeating these patterns because we're trying to change from here. 
We can't change from here. We have to change from our past, which can only be accessed through the subconscious mind. So interesting. Oh my gosh. And it makes so much sense to me because even when I started on this journey, I'm like, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do everything, you know? (laughs) And then you do it and you're like, wait, am I doing this right? I maybe get like fidgety in the beginning. A lot of my listeners have a difficult time sitting still for that amount of time. I'm sure you may recommend this as well, but easing into it is a beautiful way to get started if, you know, you're anti-meditation, you hate it, you know, like (laughs) you can do it. I promise it's a blessing if you can make yourself sit and do exactly Mm -hmm. what you said, go through the affirmations in that state. I think that was so beautifully explained. And would you say as well, like I've been hearing a lot of these things about the neuro pathways and is that more malleable as you were kind of mentioning in the brain at that meditative state? Okay. Yeah, that's usually what I work with when we're doing the theta healing, which is pretty much just healing from that subconscious mind, is that we do rewire those neural pathways. And the more and more you can continue to reinforce that new behavior from that subconscious mind, then it does create those new pathways that will allow you to experience that which you want to experience in your conscious waking life. It's not moving in your conscious waking life to try and change but going to altered brainwave states to then change your frequency to then see it change in your current reality. I see. Oh my gosh, it's so complex, but it's really interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah, like the explanation is great because this is what manifesting is, everybody. You know, like I want to stress that this is the practice of manifestation. You know, Mm -hmm. if you can't get here, then it's impossible exactly how you said with the abundance and the affirmations. It's mm-hmm. it's all these buzzwords now, you know, manifesting, I feel like has become this like mainstream cool mm-hmm. thing to do. And it's so much more than that. Yeah. Manifesting and manifestation is in simplest terms, what you see. So you have actually manifested every single thing in your external reality but it's been based on your subconscious programming. So if you don't like what you've already manifested, then why do you continue to try and change through continuing to observe what you've already manifested? And take, for example, the money, right? If we don't have an abundance of money, if you're continuing to try and change by seeing that maybe you're not in the house that you want, maybe you can't pay the bills, maybe you it's whatever you're seeing in your external world, you're reinforcing that that is what you've manifested. That's what you are worthy of. And that's all you know. However, if you can move into this altered brainwave state and connect that new intention with what it feels like to be in that new reality with abundance, then you have changed your neural pathways. Then you have changed your beliefs. Then you have changed your frequency So now you're sending out the vibration of abundance, abundance, abundance. So it comes back to you. And it may not come back in a week. It may not come back in a month. But if you continue to do it, it will eventually catch up to you. Because the physical manifestation is the last step. When we try and make it our first step and say, I need to see the money and then I will know I'm abundant. Well, it's actually the opposite. That's so well said. And I love how Emily said, just for our listeners, I want to stress this. The feeling, like the 
feeling behind it. I just love that you said the feeling because that's what no one is talking about that right now. I'm like, until I knew that I could start this business, until I saw it going smoothly at one point, you know, we've gone through a lot of transitions, which most of my listeners know. And now we're kind of going through that chaotic space again. I know that eventually we'll hit a point where it's going to be smooth sailing, you know, so it's coming, but it's like in the moment you have to be able to tell yourself, calm yourself down, keep that meditative state going. Like for me, I try to meditate daily to kind of keep my brain collected because in the chaos that is our clients and family and, you know, dogs and so many mm-hmm. things going on, you're being pulled in a million different directions. And I'd love to talk about like, is the manifesting or the meditation one of the things that you work with people on? Like, how can we really start to learn more about how we can work with you and what that that whole journey might look like? Yeah, so pretty much the foundation of everything I do is meditation. So if meditation is, and I say meditation can be for everybody. So even if it's not your thing or you think it's not your thing, you just haven't found the right balance and the right techniques to allow you to enter into that space. Because once you're in that space, it is your greatest superpower and it will allow you to do the things like bending time and astral travel and manifesting. So I host a weekly quantum meditation session every Thursday at 7pm. And it's free for everybody as a way for everyone to dip their toes into you can manifest, you can do this. And it's such an empowering feeling. Yeah, this is how I work with my alchemy coaching clients to figure out how they can manifest how they can self heal with data healing as meditation. But if everyone's searching for, because again, like you said, the buzzword is manifesting. Everyone wants to create their own reality. Well, what better way to do that than to be in that position where you are in control? All you have to do is allow yourself that space to feel the abundance, the gratitude, the love, and any other elevated emotion that is tied to your new reality. Visualize it so deeply that it feels more real than your current reality, again, by being in those altered brainwave states, and then just sitting back and waiting, right? There's nothing that you need to do more than that. And my clients who have been through the alchemy coaching program, even the ones who have come to the weekly meditations, they've been able to manifest. I had one client who never meditated. After her first quantum meditation, she manifested $20,000, And I'm like, woman, (laughs) you're a master manifester. Do you not see this? I have clients who have manifested dream partners. They've manifested trips. Anything that they want, even myself, I manifested my dream partner. And I used to be attracting narcissistic people, right? So it's only once I started to do this that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to try and figure out how it's done. The only inspired action you need to take is to sit down and meditate for an hour. And you will feel different. You will feel more in alignment. And you can take that energy with you throughout the rest of the day because then your personality starts to change. Your behaviors start to change. Those little parts of you that those old repeated patterns, they no longer have that strong emotional connection to it because now you're spending time entertaining the new emotional pathways of your new reality. 
Oh my gosh. It's so powerful. Yeah. So you're coming to tomorrow's, right? Yes, exactly. I'm there. I'm literally there. I'm like, can we launch this now? We should put out the episode now. Um, but what everyone will know is that the link will be in our show notes. So please attend. Come. I will be there. You know, Emily will be there. Her community is there. These people are like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are business owners as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And they come from the same background. So even if you're nervous, just show up. If it's, you know, you think it's not for you, just give it a go, especially if it's a last resort, right? Mm-hmm. And you're at that point where you just feel like you're trying it all and you're drowning. We have been there. And this is honestly, honestly, meditation changed my life. Like I have never before in my life been more connected to my body and my brain and my heart, you know, like at one time. Yes, I love that. And especially after working with you, the meditation has become easier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, every, if like people tell you that. Is that like a frequent thing that you hear? Oh, yeah. The frequent thing that I hear is... I feel lighter. I feel like I'm more connected. And my whole life has changed. Like, Emily, it happened so fast. How is this even possible? Literally. Like, I have changed. After my first session with Emily, we have only done one session. Just so you guys know, that's how powerful this work is. Like, if you're ready to do it and you want to, go all in. It's 100% worth it. I got up from my chair, which I'm currently in, and left my office. And I remember walking upstairs. I was like, I'm a changed woman. Like, <laughs> what is my boyfriend, Sean, going to say when I'm literally a completely different person? Like, today, he comes downstairs. You know, we both work from home. We chit-chat throughout the day. And I've become – I'm able to focus a lot more because I don't have this constant, like – chatter of negative self-talk going along Mm -hmm. in my brain, which I was manifesting all of those problems that would come up with my clients Mm -hmm. through that self-talk. It's like the brain is so complex. You can have several different conversations going on at once inside your brain. It's wild. Like once you can step back and gain perspective on what you've been, you know, it's like trauma you've been putting through your body since Mm -hmm experience this you know and once I could shut it off like he came downstairs and I was like I'm busy I'm doing stuff like love you bye and he's like oh I see you don't even need to like talk to me throughout the day I'm like no I don't need any distraction (laughs) I'm in the zone you know and it works like before I would have just gotten up maybe like gotten gone upstairs made some lunch or whatever not that I still don't do that but distracted myself more, you know, stayed mm-hmm. on that distraction instead of like realigning my energy to what needs it at that moment. And I found it also, even though I was extremely tired after the session, which I would like to warn everyone that is definitely. Oh, also bring tissues. That's, that's <laughs> a good disclaimer to have too. Lots of tissues. Lots of tissues are needed. I was like using my sweatshirt. It worked out great. <laughs> but It was just so powerful. And I think that gaining some, even though I do feel like I'm digesting it still, you know, it, it, we just did it not too, too long ago. This personal work can be tiring, but the more, which Emily stressed to me while we were on the call, like drink water, let yourself relax. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful. I'm like, no one ever tells me to relax, you know, like 
it's just nice to have people in your community like Emily that are going to tell you it's okay to relax. <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I've definitely had to learn myself too, that especially for a lot of entrepreneurs, we go, go, go all the time. And it's finding that divine balance to rest. In doing this work, you're reprogramming and rebooting your whole body because your body has been responding to these old messages and beliefs and stories you've been telling it. So once we do the work, it's like a whole workout because now your body's like, wait a minute, we're receiving information of love? Okay, we got to understand how to work with this and change things. And then your body begins to change because of that, right? So it's sometimes very exhausting. Yes. I've had clients who it's like, Emily, I've been out for a week. And I'm like, your body needed a lot. <laughs> you went through a lot. Oh my God. That's how I feel. I feel so tired. I'm glad that we're talking about this. I feel like we can dive in a little bit more because my body isn't sore, which I don't know why I thought that that would be the case. Like my brain is sore. And what else is very interesting? I've become more aware of like mm-hmm. when I tense my body, which is all the time. You know, I've shared on this podcast a few times, I think, like I was diagnosed with PTSD last year. So I tend to stop like, like even when people are talking to me, if I feel like I have to perform or like put on a mask, I have to tense up, you know, to like show up as that person. And it happens a lot in my feet. Isn't that so funny? But I'm like, why does it happen there? And like, I've just become so much more aware, like even like five times as we're recording this podcast, I'm like, relax my feet, like just relax Mm -hmm. my feet because I'm good. You know, like I'm safe. I can relax. I can let my guard down. It's like I was constantly on fight or flight. Your body, it tells you what you need to know more than we ever realize. Mm -hmm. So your feet are connected to your root chakra which deals with safety, which deals with security. Yeah, like writing these notes down. Oh, okay, I'm going to do work on my root chakra. <laughs> oh my God, how can I do that? Tell me. <laughs> so it's now saying, okay, if I'm holding any dis-ease, like I mentioned before, in my lower energy centers, mm-hmm. well, now it's saying, okay, so my trauma may have been at any of the ages in which my root chakra was being developed. And this can go into a whole another conversation, so I'll try and make it really short. But between the ages of zero and seven, that's when we are developing all of our energy centers. And the way it works is it goes root chakra from age one, root chakra. And then age two, it's root chakra, sacral. And then it goes all the way up like that until the age of eight, where then it flips to sacral, root chakra, sacral, sacral, sacral solar plexus, and it continues to build up like that. So depending on where you developed any trauma, you've actually blocked the development of that energy center. So all the work that you'll be called to do is in allowing yourself to feel safe. So for example, if your body tenses up, especially your feet, then it's in saying, okay, what areas of my life do I not feel safe, secure, grounded, or present? Or for you, it could also be, where do I feel alone? So then now it's in working with that energy, right? Your body is a last effort for your soul to tell you, hey, we're out of alignment. So now every time you receive a message from your body, it's allowing yourself to backtrack from that more perspective of your energetic body to say, okay, now I know I want to work with the energy in that bottom belief of I am alone. 
and then building up with that. And from that perspective, now you can say, what are some of the things I can do to balance my root chakra? I can eat grounding foods. I can do more meditation. I can use grounding products or be outside. If you live in the colder weather, go with the grounding products. It's a lot easier than being in the snow. And using frequencies to help balance the root chakra. And you may find that that actually helps with releasing the tension from the core of it rather than trying to help the symptoms of that tension. Yes. I want to get to the core. I love that you said that because it's my intuition. It's like literally telling me like, this is not, this is not what you're doing here. Like this is Mm -hmm. something that you've been through a long time ago and you need Mm -hmm. to like deal with it now. So for you in that energetic body, it's the energy of I am alone. So work with that. Something about safety, finding all the areas about safety. And this is something that I do in my alchemy coaching too, right? It's not working on the symptoms, but going to that bottom energy. We do this practice called the belief blueprint, where we figure out your energetic blueprint and how it's affected all areas of your life and then those bottom beliefs behind it. So again, it's in working from the way you can see it is that you have your physical body, then your emotional, then your mental, then your energetic So by bringing your awareness out into the energetic body, then you can do all the work so that with the physical manifestations, you don't even actually have to do much work on it because it trickles into eventually healing the body instead of healing the body and then hoping to eventually not feel alone. And that makes complete sense. It's like an onion. Like Mm -hmm. start with the energy because that's the outer layer. Like you guys can't see, but Emily was kind of doing like a little diagram for me. Yeah, move my hand all over the place. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm the same way. Um, Like the outer corner is your, the outer layer of that onion is your energy. And then your Mm -hmm. center is your body. So she starts from the outer in Mm -hmm. instead of most medical practices in today's Mm -hmm. society would start with the body outward. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. And it's the same way with manifestation, right? We try and change the physical when, you know how hard it is to change the physical? You have to move through time and you have to move through environment. Mm-hmm. When if you are in the quantum field and you're just pure consciousness, so in that energetic field, well, now all you have to do is find that potential in that quantum field, align yourself with that energy, and then it kind of goes inward to those layers of the onion until it physically manifests. Wow. And it's so much easier that way. There's no resistance. It's just, okay, attune myself, do the healing from here. And then you'll find that, and this works with a lot of my clients who are wanting to even lose weight, right? I'm like, don't worry about working out. Don't worry about eating the foods that you think you should or you shouldn't. Work on that belief on the outer part of you that says, I can't be in my ideal weight. It's unsafe for me to lose weight. And then your body will just automatically go back to that place of balance and homeostasis. Wow. That is amazing. I was like taking notes the entire time. And if you didn't take notes, I'm going to tell you to rewind and go take notes. That was a beautiful explanation. And it makes sense. Like for me, I'm so logical. Like I want the science. I want a little bit of that explanation. A lot of my listeners tend to come from that same place as well. I think it's like the entrepreneurship brain. You're like, show me how I'm going to do that. You know, give me the calculated costs and everything about how I'm going to do this. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, wait, bring it back. You know, I'm trying to get an explanation. 
But I love that because it makes so much sense to me when you start with that outer layer and you work in, it's less resistance, like you said, more calming, I would say, Mm -hmm. for the body because our bodies get like shocked. Like it's like culture shock, like something that's like pretty broad that everyone would understand when you jump into like starting a new habit or it's like why those New Year's resolutions maybe fall short. Yeah. Instead of working with that energetic level, that's going to tell you, well, you actually can do this, you know? Exactly. Because at the beginning, those New Year's resolutions are saying, I want to change. I'm going to be in my fit body or I'm going to start a new habit. Again, that 5% conscious mind wanting this, right? When the subconscious at 95% says, good try, Emily. We're not worthy of this. (laughs) No, it's not going to happen. So eventually that 95% of your brain is going to win. it's going to win every time unless you find out that belief that is blocking you from actually being able to continue with a goal, change your habits, live your ideal lifestyle. Yes, yes. And I want to explain why I felt so called to work with Emily because I think that this is fitting. If you follow me on my Instagram stories, you've seen like I've been meditating for the past, I would say nine months pretty consistently. I try not to be too perfectionism with it. It's like whenever it works, you know, I do it. And what kept coming up for me was those patterns. But I also could tell that I was stopping myself from growth, you know, like Mm -hmm. in my relationships particularly with Sean, I would become really emotional about something that like did not need that level of emotion. And like five minutes later, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, (laughs) It's like one of those moments. And when you start to gain awareness, it comes quicker. You know, it's like a minute later, you're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't reacted like that. Like, sorry, you know, but it mm-hmm. sometimes happens at that subconscious level, which it was for me. It was like I had mm-hmm. gained the most amount of awareness possible. Like I felt like I had done most of that and it just wasn't ending. Like I couldn't put an end to the pattern mm-hmm. and I hated that. And I would beat myself up about it. Like, well, you're meditating, you're going to therapy, you're doing the things, like, why isn't it working, you know? And then I started working with someone like you and like with a few of my other guests that I've had on. And they started to explain to me, well, duh, like, you're not superwoman, you know, as much as you want to be. Like, you can't just snap your fingers and say, okay, I'm going to be different today. You know, Mm -hmm. this is stuff that we've lived with our entire lives. And I think it was frustrating me in mainstream therapy that it was like, oh, well, just journal. That'll help you. Fuck the journal. Like, I hate the journal. (laughs) Like, I want to journal maybe once a week or whatever. Like, am I going to have to journal every day for the rest of my life to, like, keep my sanity? Like, me, I go to, like, such extremes, you know. I just want to get to the bottom of it. And deal with it. I love that, yes. You know? And like my therapist, she I'm sure she thinks I'm absolutely insane. But I share with her all of this work that I do because I feel like it progresses the work that she and I do immensely mm-hmm. quick, quicker, you know? So like if you are currently in therapy or maybe you have, you know, a religious background and you're nervous about entering into this space, I love how Emily calls creator, creator, like – 
whatever you believe in religion, I think you can carry through into your spirituality work, you know. Oh, yeah. This is the name is interchangeable. It can be source energy, God, universe, creator, whatever resonates with you. Because again, no matter, it's not based on religion. It's you have a brain, you have patterns. If you want to break them, no matter what your background is, you can do it. You can do it. You have the power. And, you know, like you guys know, we come to this podcast to believe that we have the power. We know that we can create that end goal that we have in mind. You know, Mm -hmm. we know that it's there. But this is how we can get there. And that's Mm -hmm. really what I like to show you guys is my personal growth journey. This was one of the most groundbreaking, I think, episodes that we've had and also most groundbreaking experiences that I've had in my spiritual journey. I just want to thank you so much, Emily, for coming on and explaining this to us. Well, thank you for having me. I love talking about this. This is my passion. So I truly appreciate the space to be able to talk about all of us. Yay. I'm so glad. And I would like love to have you on again. I really enjoyed our conversation. Emily also has a podcast. So I'm going to let her kind of take the floor and tell us how we can get in touch with her, how we can learn more about the content that she's promoting and start to gain more insight on maybe some of these traumas that we're facing. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at ems underscore path. So EMS underscore path. Um, I have my own podcast, Awaken the Wisdom, where you were taught how to break all of these beliefs. If you're curious about finding out that root belief, you can also take my root belief quiz to find out what that bottom energy is, as well as I have a ton of free videos and resources for you guys and that weekly meditation to manifest in the quantum field. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we'll have all of those links listed below. So if you guys are driving or whatever, come back to this episode, make sure that you connect with her. I will be promoting this everywhere and anywhere that I possibly can. Thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to chat more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.